Hello and welcome to another edition of the podcast. I am your host, Chicago Fire Editor for Hot Time Magazine. Joining me, as always, is Hot Time Editor in Chief Bridget Gordon. Bridget, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ruben? I'm great, mostly because we had an extra day to um, not get out of our system. Yeah, cleansing breaths. Yes. Deep cleansing breaths. Deep cleansing breaths. Four one That's for the episode. Yeah, four one uh, in San Jose. The firefall to the earthquakes in which uh, Chris Wondolowski becomes the all-time MLS goal scorer, um, surpassing Landon Donovan for whatever that's worth. What do you think that's worth? Like does the does the Landon Donovan MVP award now become the Chris Wondolowski MVP award? Or? No, I think no. Like if I had my way, I'd banish them all to the wall years ago. Sure, especially after what happened against Belgium in 2014. Not even that. Just like I don't like I don't like him. I don't like his face. That's nothing to do with soccer. I just don't like his face. No, but he is—he is a very good soccer player. I think we should give him. Even, a he's not, I would say very good. Like he's okay. He's MLS good. I mean, even that like it—it it, it, kind of comes and goes. Sure. Also, like if he was actually any good, he wouldn't play for the fucking earthquakes. Well, I mean, he played for the earthquakes in both iterations, which is kind of amusing. But he plays for the earthquakes now, which sure. is terrible. Sure. But, I mean, every team's got to have their superstar, right? Everyone seems to think he's actually good, like objectively good at soccer. And I'm just like, am I being gaslit? Like, is is, is everyone under some weird, like, sorcerer's spell? Like, I don't know. I think he's just yours. I think Chris Wondolowski is just, like, your person who everybody thinks is good that you don't think is good uh like i'm that way about brant bronico i don't (laughs) all right yeah that's fair i think i don't i don't i don't see it um he was particularly quiet in san jose he was he he, as a a bronico stan i will definitely admit that um but also like the whole team was bad literally everybody sucked but Brant Bronico was bad in a way that's noticeable because of the position in which he was playing. Yeah, midfielders are held up to a pretty high level of scrutiny. Not as much as like right. goalkeepers, I feel like, but definitely like a midfielder not doing their job can set off a sequence that leads to a goal. And like, I don't I don't mean that exactly. I mean he was on because Nico Gaetan is hurt. Mm-hmm. And it it's obvious the drop in quality between Brent Bronico and Nico Gaetan. Yeah, where I mean, also they don't play the same position though. Sure, but like, what were I you know, like? Brent Bronico can be a creative player when he needs to be, but sure, he's not a ten. But like, what then? Gaetan is a ten, right? But then why was he out there in the first place? Is my question instead of. Well, because, playing, because we decided to play without a 10. Why would you do that when you're... Because six... we don't have one. Jordy like, Mah- it's Gaetan and Mahalovic, and that's it. Right. So why wasn't Mahalovic playing? I I don't fucking know. If I had answers to these questions, I would feel a lot better. As it is, I'm just kind of like crying into my peanut butter sandwich right now. Sure. 
I mean, that's. Okay, sorry, I'm done. Okay, good. But I mean, like, that's the problem, isn't it? Like, that's the whole problem with what's going on is, like, they think that they're too smart. Like, I actually, I, I think that that's actually what happened is we're not going to make a like for like swap and have Jordi Mihaljevic in the game because it would be the obvious thing to do and we're smarter than that so we're going to we're going to we're going to Vince Russo swerve this and we're going to play Brant Bronico instead of Jordi Mihaljevic because playing Mihaljevic would be the obvious thing to do and you know what and Brant Bronico showed us that he can score goals even though it was only that one time in a game where it was already decided and the defense was playing back further. So he got a goal in garbage time. So we believe that he can start and go forward. And I don't think he's that good. And he proved, at least gave me another bullet point to say, he's not good enough to play in MLS. <sighs> I mean... He gets... It's it's hard for me to defend him after that game. I, I I do think, I do think he's better than you're giving him credit for. And I think on the balance, I've liked what I've seen from him. Okay. I will not deny that he was terrible on Saturday. Sure. Um. I will. I I do that with the caveat that everyone was terrible except for Alexander Katai. Right. Um. But I kind of see where else you're going with that, like the, the, about the fire feeling like they're too smart. I kind of felt like that's what they were doing with putting Frankowski at right back. Like I don't know. There are times when like sure. the, the the this fire team on the pitch feels very like Galaxy Brain, you know? Yeah. The I, the difference between Frankowski at right back and Brant Bronico as your creative midfielder is that Frankowski at right back worked, and Fra- and Bronico <laughs> as your creative midfielder didn't. I don't know if I would say it worked. I, I mean, I'm sure it would work. It worked that game. I don't know if it works long term. Is the thing like, I, for me, it's still too small of a sample size. I sure. will give him all the credit for like doing a really good job. Like that when he played it right back, like that was good. But I'm not convinced that that's actually a good position for him to be in well if you're playing and i mean certainly after this week when we're right back to where we started at yeah if you're playing if you're playing three at the three slash five at the back playing him at win back is probably where he yeah i can i can get behind that but Um, like actual fullback yeah eh. yeah that's fair i I appreciate you blowing right past the pun sure yeah (laughs) No, blowing right past it. That's blowing right past it. That's what I do. That's what you do. Um, we probably should talk about Alexander Katai a little bit because he was the only bright spot in what was an absolutely dreadful bit of football in in San Jose. Yeah. Um, man, he he does a lot, and he does a lot when they're winning, and he does a lot when they're losing, and he is consistently the most dangerous player on the pitch for the team Mm -hmm. and i think you know the second half of last year his fanfare sort of dropped a little bit because he stopped producing as much um then when he he first because he had a really good first half of the season then he got his 
uh, extension for the end of last year and this full year. Uh, and then he stopped producing. So he stopped sort of um, getting all the kudos he he deserves. But I want to give it up to him right now. He 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 deserves a lot better than what this team is producing. His work rate is fantastic. Um, yes, his goal was a little lucky, but you know, if you if you shoot those times and you you get that respect, you're gonna get lucky sometimes. Yep. Um, and he he definitely deserves everything he got. Um, on a much more somber note, um, Nemanja Nikolic still can't score in front of an empty net. Three yards out. Three yards, three yards out in front of a mostly empty net, and it went over the crossbar. The header, like, yeah, that takes talent. The header, you, like you have to try to miss. The header was bad. Uh, the actual one, the 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 other time he missed in front of an open net on Saturday was the one when he went. Or he 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 did really well. He got the ball at the top of the box and then dribbled around the goalkeeper. And then, yep. and he doesn't score. And he doesn't score. I don't know. Like, you got to bench him now, right? Like, he he's... I a, mean, he, if this team were competently run, yeah, you bench him. He's a liability. Yeah. Designated player or not, he's a liability out there. I want to yep. see Fabian Herbers. I... Fabian Her- like, like, Fabian Herbers is, what, 22, 23, something like that? I want to see what, what he can do. He didn't get much of a shot in Philadelphia. Ooh. Huh? Can you repeat that? I didn't hear from Fabian Herbers was 22. Can you repeat repeat that oh, back? Yeah. I, I just said Fabian Herbers was 22 and he deserves his shot. I can see that. I don't like the idea of him starting, but I want him I'd want him on the bench and I can see him coming in in the second half to okay. get some work done. I think the new starting striker should be CJ Sapong. Sure. I think it should be Sapong up top, and then Gaetan when he comes back, Katai and Frankowski at, at wing. Yeah, and but then, the yeah, only, the that's, only... that's how I think it should be. Sure. Like once, you know, or, you know, if not Gaetan, then Mihalovic. But, like, it should be Sapong up top. Um, you know, he, he's kind of going through a dry spell, too, but it's nothing like what Nico is going into. Well, Sapong's dry spell comes from the team asking him to do things other than score. Um, yeah. He's playing on the wing, so he's sort of charged with making plays rather than finishing them. Right. So he's going he to have... when yeah. he was up top. Yeah. When he's... he was filling in for Nico when he was away. Sure. So yeah. let's let's put him back and see what he can do. Yeah, I don't know if the organization has the guts to bench them on, to bench Nemanja Nikolic until he gets his head right. Yeah, and I get that there's like locker room politics behind it too, and yeah, I get it. Like I really do, but you have to decide if you want if you care more about winning things again, or if you're just trying to preserve people's feelings. Right. That's that's kind of the argument we. It's kind of the same argument we were having about Bastian Schweinsteiger until he started playing well again. Yeah. Um. Was that he? Uh. You know. He. He. He's kind of a liability out there. Now that he's playing in the same position consistently, 
he's starting to find himself, and I think he was right, and that center back's probably the best place for him now in his career because he can see the whole field, and while it takes a little bit slower reaction time, um, we saw what the defense looked like without him, and it's not good. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, I was skeptical about him at center back for a while, but uh, yeah, I mean, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's probably his best position now. And, you know, and then tying it back. And again, you were right. Like he, he was underperforming and we were calling for him to maybe be benched and then he turned it around and it's great. Um, and I really hope that's what happened with, 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 Nemanja Nikolic too. To be clear, I really like Nemanja Nikolic both as a player and as a person. As Same. far you know, from from everything I've heard, he's just a stand up human being, and mm-hmm. I really like that he's on my team. So I really hope that he can turn it around. But we need people to score goals, and if that's not going to be him for a bit, it's got to be someone else. We need to give him a rest. Open Cup's coming. Like Open Cup's coming. That's a good place to find your rhythm again. Yeah, and like, also like a nice break because yeah. I mean, other than the Open Cup, I think like the fire are off for like two or three weeks. Yeah, that, that hopefully gives him time to like get his head right and and things. Also, I think another big problem is Dax McCarty's not playing well. Um, yeah, he's he's just not. I don't know if it's because of the baby. And maybe because like the two guys who you expect a lot out of just had children and they're not performing as well. And I hate to blame it on having, on being a new father because like, that's a great, that's a great thing to happen to you. And I don't want to like, like, you can like explain something without like assigning blame to it. Sure. Like we can acknowledge that this is a, probably a contributing factor without being like, you had kids and now you don't play as well anymore like you shouldn't have had a baby this is a perfectly valid reason to like focus on other shit no i completely agree but that being said you know your job is to win games and like like we said your job is to win games and if you're not going to help win games someone else should step in i think i mean it's unfortunate that like the that professional sports doesn't really ha- offer paternity leave. Like Dax can't just take a few weeks off. No, like, he was there the day after yeah. the new kid was born. Well, and, like someone else is going to take like, eh. someone else is going to take his spot. Yeah, that's just sort yeah, of how like it, you, yeah, yeah that's how it is. Yeah, and I hate that. Like it's it's one of the things I hate about professional sports is like sure. you're not really allowed. You're only really allowed to have a life outside of your job during the off season. Sure. That's why like a lot of people get married during, during their off that, season. Yeah. Cause the games don't stop. They yeah. don't stop for injuries. They don't, they stop, don't stop for, for... Life, don't stop for anything. No, they, the one time I can remember things going absolutely silent was, uh, nine 11 and they stopped for like five days. They stopped everything. Well, yes. And, but next week, you know, the Yankees were at, uh, Comiskey Park, you know, uh, five days later, Yankees were at Comiskey Park. I was there that night, actually. So, yeah. um, it, it and this is also that's also like a big thing for uh for women's soccer players, sure. Um, because they get pregnant, and pretty much getting pregnant means the end of their career. 
it shouldn't right but realistically like once once they're out for several months to like be pregnant and then have their kid like and by recover. the time they've come back like a, they're you know oh. For in in many cases, like becoming pregnant is essentially a season-ending injury, or yeah. at least that's how it's treated. And then by the time you come back, you've lost your spot, and sure. you may have already been cut by your team. Right. And then no one, no one want no other team wants to sign you because they don't know how well you've recovered since. And you know, like once once you after you have a kid, like. You know, you can bounce back, but your body's never going to be 100% the same. That's, you can still perform sure. at a high level, but you, you have to be, like, mindful of, like, some stuff that – some changes that your body's overcome. Sure. But a lot of, like, coaches and organizations just don't really want to take that risk. Right. And so, you know, and you see this with, like, Sidney LaRue, um, yeah. who had a kid and her – yeah, I mean there were other factors, sure, but like her career took a nosedive after yeah. that. I think that not to get into wade too much into Southside Trap Pod uh, territory, mm-hmm. um, but that's one of the things I love and admire about Amy Rodriguez, and think she's actually one of the one of the great athletes of our of our time. Is she's she did that, and she's back scoring goals. Sure. And, well, and and I just great. had a, um, not to plug my own stuff, but sure. I just, I, I recently had, I had an interview that was published today with Michelle Vasconcelos mm-hmm. and she's got a kid. She's got a two year old daughter Yeah, and she's still playing. And like, if anything, like her, her playing has like stepped up a lot um, because she's had to, because like all of our big names are going off for world cup duty. So it's all the, all the B teamers and all the reserve players who are having to step up in the leadership roles. I wouldn't call them B this squad players, I suppose. Is the well, I mean, you know, Brooke Elby isn't going to get start starting minutes. No, like she, on the regular. No, if but it she's for this. sure. But she's a good, you know, I like she's a good player. And like, that's, player, that's so one of like... the good things about the red stars for, you know, again, I don't want to turn this into a red stars podcast. Um, but one of the, one of the strong things about the Red Stars is that they have really strong depth. Mm-hmm. And so they're, you know, while everyone else has been dreading the world cup break, like Rory Dames is here being like, our time has come <laughs> We're doing really well right now. Like right. we beat Carolina, yeah. we beat Houston, mm-hmm. who were top of the league until they met us. Yeah. And you know, like we're, we're in a solid position I know because, because of that depth. Right. And so like, what you know michelle vasconcelos is one of those players like she's she has she has a kid you know Mm -hmm. for some players that would mean the end of their career but she's still playing and now with the world cup break she's having a chance to like make her case for more minutes and she scored against north carolina Mm -hmm. before last yeah so you know like it doesn't have to and the reason and sometimes it does like mean the end of your career but like it's not all sporting reasons. Like a lot of it is just, sure, you know, bad gender shit. Right. Anyway, we've talked enough about the Red Stars. I right. apologize. Circling back around, like because they don't have to deal with that, they're, and by they I mean Dex and Nico are still expected to perform at that high level. And maybe they need to come off for a while. Maybe they need, you know, another extra month to, you know, be dads and not worry about being 
soccer players, and, and I say be dads, what I really mean is, you know, be a husband to the woman who had to go through an extensive amount of pain in order to bear your children, so take well, care of them. In, also, in you know, maybe they want to spend time right. with their new and kids. And maybe right? they want to spend time with their new kids. Exactly. You know, like they're only they're only going to be a newborn baby once in their lives mm-hmm. and not for very long. So it's sure. like, you know, maybe you want to like be there for it. You know, right? Exactly. Like, and like, you know, why would you want to? Why would you willingly miss that? Right. Why Why do you want to go to San Jose to play the earthquakes in the middle of a rainstorm when you can be at home taking a nap on the couch with your it's child your on your yeah. on top of you on your chest, you know? Yeah. And having those no, moments. Exactly. Like, but there's no room for that in no. professional sports because it's too soft. Right. Well, it, even if there was room for it, you still got to play. I mean, you still like. You can yeah. do that, but you, like you're always scared someone, and especially in a league like Major League Soccer, where there's always someone else coming up behind you. There's always someone else coming up behind you, and roster turnover is high as it is in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, you'd think Dax would be established enough to where you know he's a veteran. He can he can if he wants the time off. I'm sure no one would look at him weird because he's earned it. Yeah, but. You never know. But he's the captain, and yeah. he think probably, you know, you're the, I'm the captain of the team. I got to set a good example for the guys, and I got to go in there and I've got to, you know, make sure because the team is in a weird spot where they can go forward or regress. You know, whenever it, it it won't take much in either direction to either make this free fall or, you know, they could, you know, rocket up the table. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't take much in either direction at this point. And they got to do something right. They got New York uh, on the 25th coming up. Um, I, I mean, they lost on whatever that was like. I always consider games at um, Yankee Stadium a bit of an aberration, which is why I wasn't worried about their performance there, because it, it it really doesn't matter. Like it's not indicative of how every other game on like a normal sized field goes. Um, and I I I've been watching a little bit of New York, and they're really not great. Um, and they can be had this weekend, but. Which fire team's gonna show up? Is it a team that can beat this New York City team, or are they gonna, you know, just whatever around for ninety minutes? And if New York gets a goal, that's it. Yeah, we like it's at the point where like we, you don't know which team you're gonna get. No, and it's frustrating. Yeah, and I dread having to make predictions. Um, I hate having to write previews. Like I don't know how you do it. Like with me doing it this month, I'm like, I hate it. Sure. I, I never know what the team's actually going to look like. Right. I can't make a prediction in good faith. Um, I usually take the Drew McGarry approach where I write something like for the intro to the preview is I write something tangential, but not completely related to the game. Mm-hmm. Like this weekend, I'd probably write 
something like if I didn't do the thing yesterday, which we'll get to in a minute about the gold cup, I'd talk about I'd write something about like value in individuals over team performance. And I hate that we're there at this part of the season already, because that's usually something you do in like July and August. But that's kind of where we are, right? Is like individual performances versus, um, you know, the team as a whole and, and what's of value to you as a fan. Is it watching specific players or is it watching the team? And it sucks that we're there and it's not even June yet, but it's sort of the way the team's been playing. Um, yep. And it's like, we're not even that bad like no obviously like this loss was sucked but like before that we we were still on the like on or around the the red line yeah it's funny how how uh 2014 this this season feels where you see a lot of good things but you they just can't quite get there yep um speaking of getting there uh, three of the uh fire players got no, there. Not two, but three. No, three of them. Although, I don't know how many are going to make their the final twenty three man rosters for the twenty nineteen Gold Cup, which is getting set to kick off later in the uh, summer. Uh, Jordi Mihaljevic for the United States, Raheem Edwards for Canada, and Francisco Calvo for Costa Rica. The only player I'm sure of is going to go is Calvo. Mm. Uh, he was on the World Cup roster and played in two of the three group games. He um, He basically, whenever there's any sort of important fixtures coming up for Costa Rica, he gets called in. He's basically like a, a regular at this point um, for them. Mahalovic mm-hmm. uh, and Edwards are interesting because Edwards, Edwards we know can be can perform and be really good for Canada. Uh, the problem is he can't stay healthy. Um, right. As you know, as if we he know, stay healthy, he'll play. Yeah, if he's healthy, he'll make the roster. I think. Um, I'm. Not as one can imagine that familiar with Canada soccer's depth of player. Their men are bad. The women aren't a whole lot better, except they also have Christine Sinclair. Still, still. That's that's one of the things I admire so much about women's players. Not to bring this back to women's soccer, although you know, soccer is a game for everyone, and we should talk about what we want. It's our show. Um, I'm I'm still kind of amazed she's still out there when a lot of her uh, contemporaries have have faded out or you know. and she's still really good. Like we yeah. played Portland, or the Red Stars played Portland early in the season, yeah. and Stink just like demolished us. Yeah, bad. Like it, if I weren't such a Red Stars fan, I'd be like, dang. Why can't you be like that anyway? Right. Like I'm a Fire fan, but like. Like, if Carlos Vela does something impressive, I'm not going to, like, against the fire, I'm still going to be like, that's Carlos Vela. He, he can do those things, and it's oh, yeah. awesome no, to see. Absolutely. Like, that, that's kind of how I felt during the, the playoffs semifinal last year. Sure. Like, 
because Morgan Bryan hit that. No, not Morgan Bryan. Um, shit. Um, basically the game-winning goal for North Carolina against yeah. Chicago. Like yeah. it was, it was a worldie, and yeah. it was just amazing. And I was just sitting there like in awe of what I just saw, and it was amazing. And I was like, part of me was like, bravo, bravo. I mean, there's no but shame. And I remember like, yeah. shit. There's no, no shame in losing to a worldie. The is over. There's no shame in losing to a worldie. That's just right. like that's I know, the game. and that's what I told myself at the time. But I still felt ashamed because sure. You so, know. Sometimes you hang a fa- you hang a uh, uh, you hang a you hang a breaking ball to Bobby Thompson in 1957, and he hits it out of the polo grounds. That's just like a thing that happens sometimes. Sure. Uh, Jordy <laughs> Mahalovich is in an interesting spot. I don't think he's going to make the roster. Yeah. Um. There's no, too no, many. No comment on him. It's just I think that no. There's too many good I players. Think, I feel like they him. want to take the Gold Cup really seriously this year, um, but Berhalter really wants to take it seriously because mm-hmm. this is his first major tournament sure. since taking over, and I think he wants to make a statement here. The um, the three players you take in front of him at his position are Pulisic, who can play both outside and inside, but I like him better inside. Uh, Winston McKinney or Weston McKinney. Mm-hmm. And I think Christian Roldan are like the three players I have sort of in front of him in that spot. I mean, it's tricky because Pulisic is is more of an attacking player, whereas uh, McKinney, I think, I feel like works best as an eight. Sure, like, can be creative, but uh, my, I don't know, like I, I I see him as a better eight than a right. than a ten or ten ish. And the the reason I say Roldan over Mahalovic is because um they played together as like the dual ten role in um in in uh, January against mm. Panama where the, the Oh yeah, they play like a, a weird like four one four one or something, right? Yeah. But like that's yeah. how Burhalter wants to play. That's sort of how he played in Columbus. And I mean I don't care what I don't care what he does as long as it, it works. Wins. Right. Like at this point, like just just don't embarrass us. Sure. But like in, in that four one four one you had Roldan and Mahalovic's like co number tens. Yeah. And I think Pulisic and if if he's going to play in the middle and Mahalovic sort of occupy the same space on the field, whereas Roldan is better as a sort of complementary number ten. Um yeah. a guy who can who can pick out passes and stuff and, and do that side of the creative um load. Um whereas Yeah, and I mean honestly if, if Kirsten Pulisic is is healthy and Chelsea doesn't raise his shit you know, it doesn't raise a tantrum over it, then I think you have to play him. Well, they can't because the Gold Cup's on the FIFA calendar. So they have to let these players go for this tournament. Officially, yeah, they have to let him go. Unofficially, like, there's a lot of pressure they can exert behind closed doors. And he only has to play half the tournament anyway because the Gold Cup has this thing where you can change players due to either injury or um, European or MLS teams complaining about not having their players, you can, you know, switch up rosters in between the group stage and the knockouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sort of takes a little... I think that's where Mihaljevic might land, is he might be on the roster for the group stage and come home for the knockouts. 
if yeah, he gets on sense. the if like, he gets if you're on gonna the only have Pulisic for half the tournament, you want it for the latter half. You want him up against Mexico, right? In the final. Yeah, exactly. and let's be real, that's how this is going to end. Sure, um, because it's fixed. Yeah, and not so, not in the way that the games are fixed, but it's fixed in the sense that the yeah, United States is always going to win the Premier League from now on, right? And the United States is the United States will always be on the opposite end of the knockout bracket to Mexico. Yep. Um, so they meet in the final instead of the semifinal, um, like they did that one year. Um, so yeah, that's 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 what I think about that. Um, let's see other things that we need to talk about. I sort of want to. I mean, you're kind of right about this well if we're going to talk about it let's talk about it let's okay. get into it okay so on the chicago fires website chicago-fire.com uh i was looking for like injury information and stuff to talk about on the show today and this came up the fire versus nycfc colon five reasons to attend saturday afternoon's showdown uh there's not a byline attached to it. It just says Chicago Fire Communications on the top. Sure. Having this information out is good. Like, you want people to know what's going on at the stadium on the day of the game. But having it in a format where it looks like you're begging for people to come to the game is not a good luck. Um... And I know, I know, we were talking about this before the show starts, and and you you said you didn't have very many, you didn't have like a strong opinion either way, or at least you don't mind it as much as I do. I mean, I get what you're saying. I I don't have a problem with what they're doing because I mean they gotta get they gotta get butts in seats somehow, right? They gotta get people paying for tickets, and I in isolation, I don't feel like having putting some content together for the website that says here are a few reasons why you should come out to the game on Saturday and then listing stuff like you know it's Memorial Day weekend it's fun hey and then also like this is our last home game for like a month like that's all perfectly fine and good sure I to the extent that I have a problem with it it's mostly that I feel like that's all they're going to do right uh, oh, and, and then also like, hey, we've been doing really well at home lately, so we might actually win. Eh? I I feel like if you're going to really court people and try to get people to come out and buy tickets and sit in, in your stadium and watch your soccer, right. I think you got to offer a little bit more than that. Like, that's fine as right. part of an overall thing. Sure. But if that's your main sales pitch, then yeah, I, I think it's a bit lacking. I don't like beg. I, I also agree that like begging people to come to your game is not great. No. Although I'm not above bribing people, which is why I think like the dollar hot dogs. No, like that. that's fine. Like the white Sox do that. I'm a huge fan of dollar hot dog Wednesdays, t-shirt Thursdays. That's sort of like t-shirt Thursdays. I yeah. need to go to a t-shirt Thursdays. Also fireworks like twice a week twice saturdays and uh tuesdays and like family sundays actually a great deal yeah yeah, that's the thing you should do but like a hundred dollars for like four tickets and some food and stuff and parking much like uh much like section eight this is now a white Sox podcast um (laughs) uh 
But like the only things I think that deserve on this list that like deserve to have a post made about them are the beer garden opening, which is kind of cool. It's a new thing, you know, but there needs to be more about it. Like, like it's beer garden, but what is it? What are they doing there? Is it like, like I said, like I said earlier, like it needs to be like, this needs to be a component of a larger pitch. Sure. And if this is all there is for heading into the week, like, uh, what are what are the details of this beer garden? Yeah, I, I didn't hear, I didn't know anything about it no. until like now. Right, like tell me about this beer garden. Sounds kind of fun. Give me five hundred words about this beer garden, and at the bo- and at the end of that post, be like, hey, there's also a giveaway on Saturday that we're doing. It's cool. Plus bratwurst because German Heritage Day. Like, and also because bratwurst. Right, and because bratwurst. But like, this whole thing should only be about the beer garden. Yeah. Because that's cool and new and different. Everything else, it's just like, please come to the game. Please like our team. But that's the the other thing is like, you 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 see other teams in the city doing this so much better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's that was that was the point. Of, like, I was trying to make when you and I were talking off the air about this is like. They could like they get like I'm not I don't feel head up about it to be like particularly angry about it, um, and I'm not particularly surprised because this is pretty typical for this comms and marketing office. But also like I don't know, like they could definitely do this a lot better. I I, I get it's not your hill to die on. It's my hill to die on though, which is why I wanted to bring it we up. Because it's hill. like because it's know, like we all need a hill. Come on, like. And I know we were joking about the White Sox thing, but, like, that's the comparison. The White Sox, who also have trouble getting people to go to their games, despite having way more positive stuff at the ballpark specifically, just because they're, like, a hundred-year-old, over a hundred years old in franchise thing. They have a lot more going for for them than the Fire do. But, like, the White Sox do so much better than this. And it's like, at least be the White Sox if you're going to be, if if you're going to, like, that's not that high a bar to climb to. Right. If you're not, if you can't sell good soccer, at least sell a fun time. Right. And I think... Which is why you know, like I'm go- like I know I'm not going to see like amazing baseball when I go see the White Sox. Although they're doing better than they had been yeah. in recent years, yeah. but like I don't go to White Sox games for like amazing baseball. I go there because it's fun. And sometimes and, you'll get amazing yeah. baseball. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes you do get really good baseball. But I go there for because it's cheap and it's fun. Sure, and like that's the, what and the so fire need to do. Though. Yeah, and that's what the fire need to do. Yeah. Is Make it, it fun, at least. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to be good, at least be fun. Bring back the ice cream nachos. If they Bring back the ice there. cream nachos. If they haven't been burnt. Like, I know they, they'll they probably do it in the summer be when it's, like, really hot out, because that's what they usually do, is, like, they wait until, like, it's, like, 75 Bring or 80 degrees consistently. I want it in March. Right? It's 20 degrees. And and I will say this. They should also absolutely bring it back for whenever their pride game is 
next month. And instead of like regular vanilla ice cream, it should be goddamn rainbow sherbet. Make it happen, Nelson mm, Rodriguez. I don't know. Rainbow sherbet ice cream nachos. I'm not sure if the flavor profile would work because it's like it's not like the nacho chips. It's not just sugar, but it's also like cinnamon dust. So you'll need to like. Figure you, you have to change the recipe of the the. Yeah, yeah. you'll need to figure that out with the rainbow yeah. sherbet and because rainbow sherbet and. Cinnamon sugar. Like, yeah, oh, no. Well, I mean, that's great for all of you, but I'm allergic to nuts, so I can't do that. Oh, that's that's good to know, in case I ever cook for you. Sure. Uh, and fish. Um, if since we're Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you for telling me. Yeah, allergic to fish and nuts. Does that include shellfish? Uh, it does not, because shellfish are, are not fish. Shrimp? They are mollusks. Um, so you can eat shrimp? Yes. Yes, I can. Okay. Yes, I can. And I do, because I'm terrible jew uh <laughs> i'm not gonna tell anybody no uh only this between you me and the four listeners and the almighty and yeah. the, the almighty and the four listeners of this podcast uh, <laughs> uh speaking of this podcast we should probably wrap it up um yes all right we said we hate now let's do the thing we hate predictions uh <laughs> New York City Football Club is coming to town, uh, and I don't know if I'm ready for it. Uh, Pretty bad. I, 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 I'm hoping for a scoreless draw. That's, that's sort of how bad this is. If, if the Fire score a couple, if, if you know, Katai magics a goal somewhere, and, you know, Frankowski, you know, puts away his second accidentally i'll take it oh. but i'm i'm going scoreless job uh i am not that optimistic two nil new york city mm, that's bad yeah, yeah. That's maybe bad. two one but i think it's i think it's yeah it's gonna be bad yeah well that is all from us here at the North Lot. You can find us on Twitter at North Lot Pod. Email us at northlotpodcast at gmail.com. Catch it on hot time catch us on hottimeandoldtime.com or on Stitcher. We will be back uh, at a similar time. I know it's the same time on my script, but this is going up on Wednesday and our usual post date is Tuesday. There's just some stuff that happened this week. Uh, to prevent that. Uh, but we will be back to talk about that NYCFC game, and we will see you then. Have a good weekend. I mean, that's...